I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Lights. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Miche. It's so great to connect with all of you. Oh, happy 11-11 blessings. I so always love that intro. Thank you, Danielle White, Diva Danielle, DJ Diva Danielle. Also editing extraordinaire. Um, thank you for that, um, the intro and the outro. And all of you that contributed, I have to say that every now and then because I really did appreciate so many uh, listeners sent in your own sound clips and um, Danielle put them together. So. Thank you for that. Thank you for being here, as always, and co-creating this uh, with me. Uh, welcome to all in the chat. Thank you for being here. Your presence is oh, so appreciated. Missed you last week. Had a little bit of oddness last week, um, but glad that you're back. You really helped to ground the energy, stabilize it, um, those in the chat. So all of you contribute in, uh, the callers, listeners. We're all creating this in the unified field of consciousness <sighs> through the heart. So welcome, everyone. Get cozy. I just got my um, decaf latte with almond milk. It's amazing what you can do in 28 seconds. I heard you about 28 seconds to go on air, rubber band to pull my hair back, and got my warmed up my decaf here I am. Oh, yes, Laura. The chat had a retrograde hangover last week. Yeah, I think it was a combination of, yeah, a lot of things converging. Um, but I always find after the retrograde, the shadow period, for me, is a bit more awareness-seeking, provoking. <laughs> okay? I notice that more things happen, usually not in the beginning or in the middle. I don't know if that's just me. Or my aspect, I don't know, but that's how I, I to me, as it leaves, it, it packs a, a wallet. Or way before, I can feel it coming in, just like a full moon, especially sometimes new moon, the new energy. Um, it, it, I think maybe it's because as a channel, I feel things before they happen. It's you know, psychic channel and medium, uh, you feel even before the aspect happens. So, anyway, if you uh, would like to call in for the program uh, with a question, comment, or would like a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Um, or, yes, if you want, want to get on air, you have a question or comment, press 1 on the keypad. Some of you are in queue, press 1. Oh, so it's amazing what I did. I did a new video for my Soul Path Seekers and uh, Soul Journeyers on my Patreon. 
And um, I just felt so inspired to share some more information that I downloaded. And um, so I'm like, I have time. I have time to do this. Timeless time. We're in the space of timeless time. Uh, so, oh, also second half of the program, you want to stick around for that. We have April Hannah with us from Path 11 Productions. We're going to be diving into her, find out about her projects and offerings, what she's offering. So, again, uh, those of you that are in the queue, please press 1 on your keypad. If you're listening by phone or in the chat or maybe you're listening by your computer and you're thinking, I'd like to call in, I'd like to share something or I have a question or I like a reading, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122. And please press 1 on the keypad to get in the queue. Um, thank you, those that have been joining me on Instagram, connecting with me there. Um, so appreciate you. And also many of you have subscribed to my Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache YouTube channel and have left some pretty amazing comments, confirmation, sharing about your path, what you've gone through, what you're going through now. And I just got to tell you, I just, I love reading them and I love answering them. I just love, I love the sharing. And I love how so many of you are just really showing up in your life. Let's see, we got, we got Divine Mystic in the house. Hello, Divine Mystic. Welcome into the sacred space of empowerment where you can feel the energy. One of the things we're connecting with right now uh, is a balancing of our energy field and making decisions. I want to just share a little bit, and then I'm going to get to callers because we have quite a few people in the queue. Um, love you too. It's time, some of you, I don't know if I'm going to, I was going to do it today, but we'll see because we have so many callers. But I did talk about this in my Patreon group and what other place? Where was it? It might have been in the, um, it was my Patreon group. And I've shared it with a couple of clients. But anyway, this is a story and I'll, I'll try to remember even next week to share on it. But uh, basically what the message I got really is there's a lot about decision making, deciding. And it's not what side are you on. It's what's your perception, what's your perspective right now in life. Because as we're seeing, I'm sure you're seeing in your own personal life, and there's a lot of data, even scientific. Uh, we've had Lynn McTaggart on the program, which we're going to see about getting her back on for intention experiment. Um, gosh, we had Larry, Dr. Larry Dossey. He did this with his book, um, one of his books, too. He looked at this at prayer. The whole idea of prayer, intention, I mean, prayer is intention with words unspecified uh, prayer. Uh, there's been research and study how it really does help or people meditating at the same time, um, how that changes things. I have seen this um, rising above, getting out of that, inner, that extreme place of polarity where you engage or draw in the opposite. You can soften it to be less oppositional and even make it complementary, right? Because we're always going to have duality or play of duality within the polarity plane of human existence on the earth plane, right? But we don't have to – but the more we can be in that middle way, as the Buddhists say, we, get, we 
don't have to have such extremes. And as more of us are living more in that centering force, uh, which is a force, force field, power force of unification within ourselves and within life itself, the less there has to be extremes being played out individually and collectively. This does not mean you don't have preferences or like something, like someone or something more, like something less. Even have a righteous indignation against something or for something. But you don't live in that space. That's the difference. When we live and shape our reality by that, that's what we co-create individually and collectively. So this new paradigm is not about I have to like and love everyone, but on a collective level, yes. However, <laughs> right? I may not like some what somebody's doing or their behavior or understand it. They may be even doing something that's horrible, heinous, atrocious. But I don't park my beingness and rest my consciousness on that one aspect of that being. You may choose not to talk to them or have them in your life or that type of person or situation. But as the I Ching says, you don't hold them in a mental prison. You keep an openness energetically. See, that's what's happening right now. People aren't keeping an openness energetically. They're so fixed in the mindset. They're not flexible in the mindset that they're shaping their whole reality on an us and them, on a fight, on a battle, which we will never win a fight or a battle because, for one thing, people have long memories like an elephant and they want to get revenge or get you back or they feel usurped, right? They feel their power was taken away. But if I can see and feel that certain people are, situa- are acting out or holding a certain resonant vibrational frequency, then fortunately or unfortunately that I'm also part of, because if I'm on this earth, then something in me on some part of my consciousness, some part of my belief system has contributed to this or allowed this or is a part of it. It's even beyond the allowing. It's just part of humanity playing itself out. So if I can see that, if I can bring it to the God is, I am, that I am, into the all that is, into the creation or creator is acting out or playing this out, and if I can know full and whole well that the ultimate is wholeness, everything is whole, perfect, and complete, if I can know whole well that as there's less interest, as there's less fight or interest in something, it dies out. Yes, when we step down the vibrational frequency into more of the mundane, into matter, there are certain people called to fight or hold arms or go against something. That's fine. As long as you see the unifying consciousness, as long as you see the source point, the causal point, and understand that everything and everyone has a place here because it has a resonant vibrational frequency, until there is no more resonant frequency, vibrational frequency or less, not enough to hold it in place, which means it moves out of consensus reality. Those of you that are in the United States and you're questioning, oh, how could it be 69 million and 70? Oh, it's close. Let's just forget about people and numbers. Let's look at consciousness. What does that tell you? 
But if we look through history, written history and time, oral history, fables, storytellers have told us why did things shift? Because the individuals began to shift. They said no to certain things. They walked away. They didn't put their money or their rubies or conch shells or beads towards something anymore. Let's look at it in current times. Why do certain things go out of style or they're not because people don't buy them anymore? No one's buying that anymore. It's discontinued. So if we want things to discontinue, we have to discontinue it within ourselves and we have to discontinue holding that as cause. We need to go beyond the duality, the extremes of the polarity. And duality itself you have to see what's in consensus reality and then go beyond the consensus to what creates the reality, what spawns reality, what spawns creativity, because that is a causal point. And from that causal point, there's an infinite aspect to that that we may never cognitively know. But if I can hold that possibility, if I can hold that and bring into my awareness the understanding and the feeling, the feeling tone and the emotion that something is being played out that was soon to be extinct because it's played itself out. Or that at some point in some place, everything and everyone comes together. That if I can allow that to shape my reality, then it takes less juice off of the step down reality, step down awareness and consciousness, the lower level or beta. We may not live there, but I can, I can stay there more, reside there more. That can be my base. That can be my foundation. After the argument, after the misunderstanding, I don't have to stay in the argument or the misunderstanding. I can go beyond that misunderstanding that's in the consensus reality and go into as much undifferentiated, undiluted spiritual energy or energy of the all that is and see the oneness, see the potential and the possibility. That's all this really takes. One is more fluid and flexible and one is a little more stuck. And we've all been there. Sometimes it's hard to forgive someone. You know, I have a dear friend that I'm very disappointed in, got really hurt with, with something, and I have to just allow it to be. But I don't see that person. I don't see her in that reality of look what you did to me or look how unevolved or ignorant. Look what you, look how you, what you did. I visit that place, <laughs> got to be honest, and I look at it with wonder. But then I see that. Together, I see, oh, this person's playing out their life, their reality. And I have my stuff, my work that I need to do. I don't hold them in that opposite end of the pole. I envision and feel the center point. So we've got a very powerful 1111 gateway. Um, we're in a gateway portal of light. We've got very, very powerful energies that want to reconcile there wants to be a reconciling 
that wants to take place within all of this. Look to see what you can reconcile at this time. What needs reconciling within you or within others? And you know what? You don't have to. The Scorpio new moon is asking us of this. Right? There's, there's, it's, it's, it's begging this of us, it's, which is us begging for it from ourselves, within ourselves. And you don't even have to tell a person or have the conversation with them. You just need to see them in this light. You just need to see them in the light of truth. That's a biblical saying, forgive them, Father, for they know what they, not what they do. That's us, all of us. Father meaning not God or old man in the sky with a beard. The fathering principle. The mothering principle forgives and embraces. The fathering wants to, the male aspect wants to separate out an exact, uh, you know, some kind of retribution. That part within us that wants to do that type of action, cutting off or charging forward, we're asked to understand how sometimes we don't know what we do. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what we do or why we do it. Wounding, healing, our viewpoint. So to forgive is to 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 move on or move move forward. Um, it doesn't mean you always forget. Sometimes you do. But it does mean that you don't hold yourself or others in a mental prison. Divine Mystic in the chat. Ooh, eleven eleven fifteen fifteen white calla lily. Playing out their lives and their reality, good way to look at things. Yes, 11-11, been seeing 11-11 a lot all day. Oh, White Calla Lily, your message posted at that time. Very powerful. And this isn't to, you know, spiritual bypass, sugarcoat things. This isn't to say there's not going to be, again, anger, uncertainty, fear, uh, human emotion and experience, you know, especially if you get hurt or sick and you don't like it or you're scared. Look at that. That's one part of the polarity. Just open up to or entertain or allow yourself to see or vision or feel, if when and if you can, the other. Or even just opening and saying, there's more to this than I can see. There's more to this than I know. Because what's coming up for all of us is where, what do you believe? What is your reality? What, what, do you, what are you setting your inner compass by? What kind of GPS are you using, inner GPS or outer? So it's a subtle decision that we're being asked to make, and, it, and it's individual and how, what it means and how it unfolds is individual to each person. You can't be told how to do it or what to do it. Um, I had to make a decision. I'm not going to go totally into it. I just will touch on it. I had to make a decision about a guest. And um, those of you that are in the Patreon, you heard the whole story. But I know it was very open. That was the whole thing. I was open, and I got the message, yes, uh, guides, pendulum, astrodice, 
but then in the morning I woke up with, uh, which I never really get, a very bizarre form of like high-level nausea anxiety and saw this person's face and I thought, oh, I better do more research. And it just turned out that what was going to be presented was just really not so for sure, it was very much in the old paradigm and a lot of misinformation. And no solution or resolution for people for empowerment or what to do in their personal lives or move forward. It was just a lot of the us and them and stuff you've seen. You can read between the lines, stuff you've seen on Facebook and Twitter. So I thought, would I have that? No. Do I want to bring this on? Is that the purpose of the show? And maybe if I'm coming from a journalist standpoint, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to get everybody to think a certain way or be a certain way, but definitely to give tools to empower people, to empower themselves and others, and to share wisdom and insights and give guidance for what is right for whatever the individuals are going through or needing or wanting, so they're making their own empowering, soul-connected, soul-fueled, spirit-led decisions not what I'm trying to tell someone to do or not do or believe or that somebody's going to get them or out. So I had to make that decision, and then it's a turning point. I share this with all of you because you're going to be having in the next few months a decision of how you're framing your life. What is it about? Mine's more about the inspiration and the tools and being bridges and builders and co-creating. I, I would not have – now, I would say this. Does everybody have their right to their opinion and say what they say and do? Yes. But I may not have that on this show. I probably, I would not have a, a white supremacist type person or any supremacist, whatever color supremacist person they are, whatever you want to call them. I don't want to pick on anyone. But do they have the right to say what they want? Yes. But I don't want to lend credence to that. Now, if somebody was in that kind of world, or a terrorist person or whatever. We've had people on the show before that have been in drugs and alcohol and then they turned around. You know, if, the, if they turned around or have a, a story to share of upliftment and empowerment, how their, their consciousness got expanded or raised, how love, more love got in their heart, how they saw beyond the separatist point of view, then yes, I would have someone like that on the program. But if they're stuck in the old thing that's been going on for thousands of years, whether, you know, Nazi Germany, third, you know, Second World War, First World War, Egyptian World War, Romans, Roman War, Babylonian War, that's passe. I have no interest in that or passing that on. So I had to make a decision about what is the focus and format of what I'm doing and what am I doing with this podcast and it reframed some things for me that I wasn't really aware of. Um, also, I had my own learnings of showing up and just being able to listen to my intuition and be process-orientated because the intuition that got me to say yes was all about my process and getting clear and being empowered to then have more information and then say no. But I did the information. I, I researched this person and I researched the, um, the group that they're a part of online quite extensively, and then I just thought this is not going to be offering anything. And I have no – no, I don't want to try to transform anybody or proselytize. That's not my thing. 
or get someone to see the light. That's not where I'm at. So, but I am finding an instrument to help people be more uplifted and inspired and show the way, whether it's through what I receive from the spiritual hierarchy, oversouls, or intuition by connecting with other people, or just to be that support, that sounding board with some wisdom from some training and insight to help people do more of what they want to do or what's right for them, what they become, what they come to understand is life enhancing for them. That's more soul connected. And that helps those that see themselves as, and find themselves in a position. And sometimes you don't see it and then you go, Oh, I guess I'm like this bridger. And what I'm doing is helping. I'm connecting more to the new emerging consciousness and, and building this new way of living and being, this new world. Um, yeah, so I'm more interested in the creative, the co-creator, the, the creator gene aspect. Tammy, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you caught it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeedy, but I kept it to process. And Sadie, wonderful producer, my, I've got a great team that helps me. So I had to be in my process and my learning lesson on it and then to decide, is this what you want? Is this what's life enhanced? Do you, is this what you, is going to bring you joy to have this kind of experience in this type of show or program? And not really. And I don't think most people that come here would want that. Tammy, wise discernment, wise woman, Tammy, another support. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it was very interesting. But what I was proud of myself that I stayed open and I saw both sides and did the research. But almost like when you have a tissue that you you know you blew your nose, you just at some point you eh, I don't want it to hold that anymore. You throw it away. It's like it's just. Non plus, as they say in French, non plus. It's just not. It's just not something to engage and draw in. So, I thank all of you because I know your awareness, your consciousness was there in the ethers. Because um, I had to think, what does the Awakenings crew want? What's this about? And I never really thought about that. I didn't have to until the decision came up. So, Radiant Lights, take that how it applies. Let's get the callers. Let's get the callers. Hello, hello. Radiant Lights. Welcome. You're on air. Hello, hello. Hi, Michelle. It's Amla. How are you? Hey, Amla. I'm doing pretty great. Feeling pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I know. You sound great. You sound great. Thank um, you. I have just been really honestly just setting and get decluttering and getting rid of the junk Ooh, goody, goody. karma stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just really intense. And I just I'm wondering, do you see this person coming back into my life or a a committed partnership coming into my life within the next few months? Let's see. You're cleaning cleansing to open the space. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Back in. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't get right away, but sooner than you think. But it's gonna it seems like it's gonna be something um it's gonna be something kind of last minute. Okay. Um it could be even like three months. It's not right away. It's not right away. Okay. And one of the people you may be seeing, I feel like it could be in person. So it's somebody new or is it somebody that I already met? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, seven. Um, there's both. Somebody coming back, but I feel like you see them. I don't know if you work with them or it's an event or out and about or you decide to get together. Um, are you near a park that has benches with, with some bridges? kind of bird? Benches, oh, benches. Like, there's benches. And I see people. Um, yeah, there's not yeah, a lot absolutely. of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of people there, though. I don't feel like it's like, what's the big park? I, I feel like, but I feel like you're meeting somebody there. Now, I don't know, because this is just a little quick dive in. I don't know if you have been talking to this person and you know, okay, let's meet up. But I do see you meeting up with someone there in the not too far off, could be even the next few weeks. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Expect other stuff to shift in about three months time that you're looking at from what I'm seeing. Okay. So does the shift start like in the, you know, like really the shift, the shift, this is starting maybe in a couple of weeks when I meet this person and then it'll just continue. No, it's not about them. It's, it's just about your energy. It's just your, it's your energy that something, some things that you're wanting to draw in. Yes. Okay. Start coming around at that time. All right, Alma, okay. thanks for calling in. Thank you. Take good care. Hi. Take good care. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. Hi, thank you so much. My name is Lisa. And I'm Lisa, wondering. To the program. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed your talk just now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, what were you wondering? I'm wondering what spirit wants me to be doing or no. Most of all. Okay. In what area? Well, let's see what, if anything, comes through, just in the general. Okay. Well, the first thing I heard that you're okay and it's going to be okay. Um, there, there may have been changes to how you feel secure or what is bringing security in your life, foundationally, financially, that will be improving. Um it's okay, and it's going to be okay. And to start thinking, you've seen some little changes, some positive changes. Grab onto those, you know. Keep remembering those. Use those as reminders um, as things get better for you. Okay? Okay. All right. I hope that helps. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Much peace. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello, this is Kate. Hey, Kate. Hello, welcome. Thank you. Hello, hello. Yeah. My question, question. is about... Yes. I was going to um, take a trip over, and now with the spike everywhere around the world, I'm not sure. What when. is it you were going to do? I was going to go to Mexico. Uh-huh. 
and but now it's a spike everywhere and here and happening around the world. I'm not sure. And if I don't go there, I still want to do something maybe in California um, just to get away or a retreat center or something like that. Trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, yeah, trust your intuition on that. I can't really, because I know I, I don't really want to broadcast certain things. You have to know, is it, is it, what do you feel safest? What do you feel is most life enhancing for you? Mm. Probably yeah. to stay in California. Okay. And to do okay. something, but still to do something special. Okay. Of a, you know, that I could drive to. Okay, then that's and that yeah, then that's what you should do. Kind mm-hmm. of what's happening now, whether you want to call it tests, I don't know what. There's just so much. Um, yeah, that uh, it's better. Yeah, it's better to trust your intuition, what you feel is right for you, in mm-hmm. your path, or what you feel comfortable with, because all of these things are ways of just testing your connection to you, your inner you and your, mm-hmm. and your intuition. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I can't tell what somebody's experience or how extreme something will be or won't be. Right. right. Because then I'm taking away your free will and your right to decide what's right for you. And also by what is in your mind or mindset as to what you you know, would experience or how you would yeah, experience. Yeah, something, something relaxing is, you know, my okay. my dad recently, my dad recently passed away and I've been through a lot in the past month or okay. no, this year, I'll say this whole year, taking care of him. So I want to rejuvenate and revive. Oh, then do, okay. Then do what is you feel is best for you. And less yeah. stress or fear. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Well, maybe Let you know. know maybe I'll email great. you. Yeah, maybe you yeah. know places. I could email you. Because oh. I, all I know is like the Esalen Institute is in like $5,000. I mean, it's too insanely expensive, but oh, maybe yes. you might know. Oh, yeah. Email me some places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. email me, and I'll give you some. Great. Yeah, I'll give you some ideas. Yeah. Wonderful. Or give me a quick call. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, oh, okay. yeah. Thank I you. like that. That works. Okay, uh, you're welcome. Talk to you right. later. Thanks Bye. so much. Okay. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Hello, you're on air. Welcome to the program. Hello. Yeah. Hi, you're on air. Hi. <laughs> um. I was wanting to get a reading based on my birthday. Okay. I like that. It's, it's, um, what's your first name? Oh, I'm Brittany. Sorry. Hi, Brittany. Okay, Brittany, what is it? It's 214 Okay. And, and what did, did you want to know anything particular? In particular? Um, I mean, I can guess. I can ask. I just had 
a kind of traumatic experience just happened to me in July. I was pregnant and um, I lost my son um, in the eighth month and I gave birth and everything and just moving forward has been weird, wonky, just in addition to this year. Um, So just, I guess, wanting any insight, but into numerology too and wanted to know for my birthday. Okay, let's see what um two fourteen, let's see what and this was this this month? This happened just Uh it was in July. July seventh. Oh July. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what's going on there. And did you say sun? So, okay, purely, um, and it's interesting because I have done a lot of um, work with people that this kind of thing, situation has happened, purely not not by the timing, but also mm. um, still around you, by the way, there is an, so I feel like there is some, another, with him, there is a being that will come through, I do feel male will present itself as as male in the human form. Um, mm-hmm. But it was some kind of, there's something for you. Now, now, not, this didn't happen for you to learn something, but it brought some things up uh, for you that are in okay. our, um, as sad as it is, it's enriching you somehow for a next level in your soul unfolding and to bring some, something more conscious awareness to what is really important to you, what you want to do, even to how you want to have the birth or where. So it could be a move. Are you looking at moving? Um, I hadn't. I mean, I'm originally from Indiana, but I moved out to Los Angeles um, about nine years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. My family's still in Indiana, and I have family in different places. I want to be able to travel, you know. I love L.A., and I want to continue to stay here but I wasn't planning on moving but you want to travel because there seems to be it might be interesting you might either move and then find out you're pregnant or you're traveling and then find out you're pregnant or you're traveling when you give birth there's something about movement and transition hello uh no yeah so um I guess in saying traveling the whole situation just made me feel like I need to be around my family more so I accepted a remote position, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to fly to see my family, you know, now that I'm able to. Um, and w- actually, when I found out this pregnancy, I was back home um, in Indiana when I found out, and I traveled back, and then we found out I was oh. pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting, because that's the, what I'm getting, the message about the tra- – so, yeah, so – yeah, so you're in transition, um, yeah. but you're meant to be. But I don't. It, so it's very interesting. It may just be that the one this being just wanted to get this energy of what's going on now. Sometimes beings don't all the way. Mm. They don't need to incarnate to have a full, you know, human life experience. But I still wow. feel that even though I'm picking up that that's what was going on. It may be that you move someplace else again, and, and, and or the pregnancy happens, or you 
you give birth someplace else. There is so there is something with this. Um, I feel like you probably will be moved, or you might. Because it has to do with where the being to be born. So, and you can't pre-think it. Mm-hmm. So I would just suffice to say that there is another being that will come through you. Um, they're correcting me the same one. But it didn't, this being did not want to cut, didn't need to come through fully into a denser physical form, a.k.a. Okay. human, human being avatar. Um, yeah. So follow your heart, follow your intuition on where you want to be, how you want to live. Because once mm-hmm. you're more firmly in that, that's when I feel the pregnancy comes into full term. Mm, okay. That, that makes so much sense just based on everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> sorry you. for that experience. I know still on a human, it's, it's, it's just, it's hard. It, it's, you know, that kind of yeah. experience and grief. Um, but no, yeah. there's a bigger reason beyond, beyond you and beyond what you could do or couldn't do. It had nothing to do with that. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just a that. choice. <laughs> You're welcome. Just a choice of timing and where. All right. Much peace. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi there. My name is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome. Thanks. Um, I was listening to what you were saying earlier, and I think – what when I have issues dealing with people, it's um, who have different opinions and that sort of thing. I find that it comes yeah. down to the crunch of every, and it's hard for me to reconcile. But maybe you can help me. So, okay, if a certain race thinks of women as um, not as important as men or lesser than men. I think that's when I run into the issues. It's hard to balance knowing that um, I'm not at the same level in their eyes as, um, as you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, but you are. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to make it a little sillier and simpler, but it, someone liking a certain type of music, Mm-hmm. or only allowing a certain type of music in their household or their family. So mm-hmm. you are the same, maybe even more aware. Um, and so that's really what you need to, to focus on. And obviously that kind of behavior or mindset is coming from wounding. It's a very old mindset. It's, it's you know, it's, it's even, it's in written history, history books, mm-hmm. all the way to scriptures. Even Buddhists. Buddhism and Hinduism, which I studied in love. I, when I when I was in um, one of the times that I was in um, it was China, this studying with this Buddhist um, this Buddhist monastery, and I don't know if all Buddhists were like this, but our tour guide, I, I went to go cross to look closer to the the monastery, and the, this monk was there, and the the uh, what do you call it? tour person? We had an individual tour guide, just uh, said. Mitch, don't come here and pull my arm. And I'm like, what? No, don't. You can't go in front of him. And I said, what? No, you can't. And I'm like, okay, what in the heck, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. I thought this is, you know, Namio Wengehe and, you know, all that. <laughs> what's happening? And she said, mm-hmm. you'll have an extra thousand lifetimes because of, of your impurity. And I said, what are you, as a woman? 
And she said, and the bowl, she said, you can give me the, because um, I was going to put, that's right, I was going to put a little money in the bowl that was coming in front to go also look at the monastery. She said, you could come from behind him to the side, but not in front, where he, because you don't want him to see you. Believe me, I study comparative religions. Most every religion has that in it somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Hasidic Jews having sex with the cloth, with the hole. I mean, so it's deep in the cultures. It's deep, deep in the cultures. It's not reality. But so maybe if you can look at it that way and make it less about you, even though it's, it hurts you or harmful, you feel, you feel it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's everywhere. It's getting less and less, but it's it's still in there. I mean, it's still passed on. It's still it's 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 written and it's it's uh, verbalized. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that helps you at all, Jennifer. But yeah, it, it kind of does. I I just I guess I maybe what I'm looking for is the answer that says it'll be eradicated in my lifetime (laughs) that we can all just be one. (laughs) Well, again, I think it's perception that we are all one and some Mm -hmm. people may still have that perception that we're not, whether it's from gender, you know, identification, sexual preference, coloring, hair coloring, whatever, uh, yeah, I don't. I think the, the most important thing is how we live, and that's going to affect eventually the mainstream or consensus reality. Or is all this ever going to be eradicated? I don't. Not. Not completely. Not not until it's some distinct. You will get less and less of it. There could be an attrition, a wearing down, or less of it, or less uh, less uh, prevalence or less tolerance from that, especially as we move more into moving out of just tolerance and respecting into seeing all life as sacred. But we're on our way. I think it's getting, you know, I think it comes from, you know, wounding. It comes from fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the womb. Fear, yeah, yeah. Fear, you're right. fear of the womb. Fear of the womb. Thank you. I appreciate your time. You're so welcome. Much peace. Bye. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, my name's Kristen. Hi. Hi, Kristen. Super excited welcome. to get in. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. Let's see. I have a question. I'm I'm going to be moving, and it feels like a really a great move, right move. I'm going to quit my job, but I'm having a conflict between leaving my family, my 18-year-old son, who's you know, and then the financial aspects. So I'm just wondering if there's any, you know, messages or from my soul or what, anybody. Let's see. Okay. Anybody in there? Okay, give me a first name. Yeah. Kristen. Kristen. Okay. Kristen. Is that with a K? Yes. Okay. What does she most need to know right now? Oh, yeah, there's a detachment. You're having to emotionally detach a bit to focus mm-hmm. on yourself and your work. And um, it, it seems to be right action. It seems to be opening you up to new ideas, new ways of thinking and li- even living. 
So there is mm-hmm. this expansion or this openness um, that's happening for you right now. And it's a little odd. You're in a little, it's not comfortable. You're not in a comfort zone or an old role or pattern that you're used to. Um, and so you, in a sense, it sounds like you just have to follow your heart, your intuition. You're on the right path is what I'm hearing. But it does feel a little uncomfortable because it's bringing some growth and a new way of looking at yourself. Um, and there is this more focusing on yourself right now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, and it, I, yeah, I guess that's, I just feel like maybe I'm being too selfish. I need to stay around a little longer, but then my soul really wants to go. There you, you know, go. I'm, I was thinking January. Does January seem like a reasonable? Yes, trust your intuition on the timing. You'll know there will be an opening there. And it does show that okay. it is it, it's somehow you're disidentifying from a certain behavior and relating pattern. You're disidentifying from a certain role in opening that up a bit. So it's going to feel a little uncomfortable and a part of you might be a little judgy about it. Um, you can always change or change your mind, you know, if it doesn't work. But like you're being asked to, and you just said, your soul, you're being asked to stretch out of your comfort zone a bit. Try yeah. something new, a new way of do, doing yeah. your life. Uh, and keep us posted, Kristen. Please, we'll be um, okay. wanting to know how you're doing. Keep us posted, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. I love your show. Thank you so much. Keep listening. We've got a guest, mm-hmm. great guest coming on soon. All right. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Uh, this is Mary or Moo Moo. I called a few weeks ago about my cat. Oh, Moo Moo. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe your cat told me. Oh, that's right. Mary Moo. Oh, yeah, gosh. I, I told a friend that. They're like, oh, I can't believe. I'm like, I had to say it. The cat's calling her Moo Moo. And that's. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was your nickname from who Who calls you Moo Moo? My nieces and nephews. I'm Auntie Moo Moo. Oh, Auntie Moo Moo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why so, I yeah, do this so... show. I love the work that I do. It just always. It, Every time I think, ah, oh, Michelle, no, it's not real. Even though I predicted <laughs> so many things and they come through. Every day, and then the, uh, something like this, the cat says, Moo Moo. Or hi, Moo Moo. And right. so thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, like, really solid affirmations when you you know your your discernment's yeah. getting good. Yeah. Ooh, that's a discernment. good one. Discernment getting mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, like so, Helen Lily in the chat saying, hi, Moo Moo, I remember you. Such beautiful yay. energy you have. Yeah, the remember you oh, in the lovely. chat. Oh. Lovely. Oh, Moo Moo, what's your question? <laughs> so right now, my cat and I are living at my parents' place because it's a really good, solid space for her. She kind of got gets nervous in, like, nuanced spaces. And But right now, I'm kind of feeling a difficult situation staying here and I was wondering if you see a timeline or kind of what you see in terms of moving as well as like how to how to stay centered in this space that I am in well come to the right program we're also going to have a guest (laughs) that's we're going to be talking about this. Um, my website, soulplayground.live, Soul Awakening with Michelle on YouTube. There's great tools there, resources, as well as other people's. 
I'm a proponent of meditation um, even since I was 14 on and off and then since my early 20s consistently. Uh, walking, journaling, walking meditation, just looking at people, objects, trees, and then mm-hmm. back to your breath. Yeah. You've got to use your that. tools. There's just, yeah. Well, then you got to okay. do more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's no, there's no, the more you do it and the more you live in it, the easier it will get. Now, some environments, yeah. it's it's harder. It's it's testier to be in that, that space, that place. You know, it, it, it's you're doing everything you can to not have it wear you down, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do feel it's, there's something you need to work through a workout there and get to a, your own inner security, even if it's just a smidgy of your own path, way of seeing things in your own, in, in your own security, and then you'll be able to move on. I actually feel you're a little uh, familiar there is okay with moving on. Mm. It, it stems from you. There's something you need to get uh, clear on, clear up for yourself, and something that you need to connect with. You said centered, that you need to center within about the way you do things, your path and your process. Yeah. Once you do that shift, in other words, you're not caring so much what's going on externally within the family. Once you do that shift, every, it, it's okay. Everything falls into place. Awesome. And you'll be moving on. Okay? Yeah. Do you see so a timeline into that? Okay. Which you. I can I can yeah. see it in a couple. You have the opportunity in a couple of months. Um, if you dingy-dongy around, it could be March or April. It's up to you. Okay, beautiful. It's not a destiny okay. issue. Yeah. It's just coming to – sometimes we subconsciously need something that we didn't know we needed. And when we replace that with something that's more life-enhancing for us, more soul-connecting, we let go of that. That means we are able to let go of the experience mm-hmm. or the circumstance or the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Once you kind of just relax. That's why sometimes when I'm in oppositional situations, I check my body. And you'll notice when we're in oppositional situations or fearful situations, we can tend to slightly raise our shoulders and either lean forward or lean back. A lot of times what I do, if I have to be in an oppositional situation or potentially oppositional, I relax my soul. I relax. I meditate, aligned to my higher self, but I relax my body. I'll even envision yeah. the situation or what the person says or does is moving through me, like energy, like, like a wave mm. of wind that moves past me. Moves, I, don't want to, I don't need to catch it, but I don't want to stop it. Mm-hmm. I just want it move past me. Like our animal beings, like your cat, my dog Yosh, teach us when the dogs that are very healthy and very high conscious, they're very stable energy. If they see unstable energy, dogs that are, you know, snarly, they cross the street. They don't go over there to confront and tell how they think or what they feel. They cross the street and sniff elsewhere. They don't engage. So you need to do that energetically, okay? And that's going to greatly shift things. All right, yeah. to keep us posted. This is a good learning lesson for all of us. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited for the guest. Okay, they're coming on. Doing them right now. All right, everyone, it's time for our second half of the program, our Awakening Dialogue. We have with us April Hanna of Path 11 Productions. Um, April is a bit of healer meets filmmaker in the fall of 2007. 
she resolved to, Michael resolved to use his expertise in filmmaking to search out experts that could provide answers for his first documentary, Exploring Life After Death. He re reached out to local hypnotherapists, people who could astral project, were into quantum physics, healers of all variations. And after a year of gathering experts and catching up on his solo film projects, it was at this point that he came across the name April Hanna. April owned and operated her own private holistic healing and counseling practice and agreed to be interviewed for the project. Bringing her expertise and connections to the film, it was clear that this was going to be a powerful partnership beyond the interviews. April came on as producer of the film series. The pair started gaining momentum for their eye-opening project, and Path 11 Productions was formed. And I find it so interesting that Hannah is coming on at 11.11. 11.11. Hello, April. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Nice to uh, be here with you, Hello? Michelle. I've been, I've been listening. Hi, can you hear me? Oh, now I can, April. Hi, how okay. are you? Hi, doing yeah. well. Thank you, Michelle, so much for having yeah. me. I've uh, yeah. been listening to the show, and uh, I find it interesting, too, that you were talking about the 1111 portal earlier. Your guests had some great questions, and um, yeah, it's, it's been lovely to listen to you, um, and thanks for having me. Oh. Thank you. So let's dive in. By that intro, I'm reading, and I'm like, okay, wait, wait, who's Michael? So I want to know, because it sounds fascinating, how you um, were in your practice and then moved into this. It seems to really suit you, kind of an expansion on a way of healing. I'm interested in you sharing your first awakening and what got you on your path of being a healer and, and what you were doing, and then how this opened up for you. I know you got interviewed, but how the, after the interview you decided that you want to start this Path 11 podcast and Path 11 productions. Yeah, so, you know, I came from a family of women that were very intuitive themselves. So uh, my family was very open with always talking about psychic experiences. I live in New York. We would always travel sometimes down to Woodstock, um, you know, to have lunch. And there would be palm readers and tarot readers there. And I would get my cards read when I was younger. I was fascinated with astrology. So I always had a very welcoming family around me that supported, I guess, the holistic, you know, realm of things and synchronicities and things of that sort. So I was always drawn to it. I felt as a young child, I always knew what my passion and my purpose was going to be. I always wanted to help people to become a therapist and a teacher of sorts. And that's what I went on to do. I got my master's degree. I became a licensed mental health therapist. And um, I was doing a lot of therapy in pretty intense situations. I was a therapist in an inpatient psychiatric hospital for almost six years. And during that wow. time, I found uh, Reiki, which I think a lot of people do. A lot of people usually take a Reiki training course or maybe some sort of hands-on holistic healing course. And I always had a lot of intuitive and psychic moments since I was a young child. Um, but my, my first Reiki training experience, I had a really 
just profound psychic experience that kind of said, yeah, you know, I think I really need to develop this a little bit more. And uh, the inpatient psychiatric world and the pharmaceutical company and then me dabbling into holistic healing techniques was not really coinciding well. And I was beginning to feel a little bit of a shift within myself. So um, it just wasn't feeling that great to work in that world anymore. And I decided to open Mm -hmm. up my own private practice and blend a lot of the healing modalities that I was learning with my clinical skills. And it was, there were a ton of synchronicities that happened between Mike and I in order for Path 11 to be developed. And it was the first week I launched my website and actually kind of came out of the closet to say I was a Reiki healer and a Reiki practitioner. Mm. And then I got a phone call from Mike saying, hey, I want to make a documentary about Reiki. Would you be, you know, willing to be filmed? And at first I was like, oh, my God, the universe is totally responding. You know, I I always heard and I read, if you follow your path and your purpose and your passion, you know, the universe will support you. And I was like, wow, it's really working, you know, a a week in and somebody wants to do a documentary. So I sat down, Mike and I, we met for coffee in this small coffee shop um, in Catskill. New York and we sat and we talked and I was maybe only about eight years in of really kind of dabbling into the healing energy and I didn't quite feel like an expert at that time so Mm -hmm. I had said to him I was like you know what I really don't want to be on film but I have wonderful teachers and shamans and people that have trained me that have like 25 30 years experience and Michael um, experienced almost, I would say, a death or two deaths every single month in one year. And it really started to question, he started to question his kind of spiritual upbringing, which was more of the Catholic uh, faith religion. So he found people that um, were experts in the field of astral projection, out of body. Um, He found the Monroe Institute down in favor of Virginia that um, uses a lot of binormal, mm-hmm. binaural beat technology to help people go into deep trances of meditation. So he's like, well, I would really like to interview these people. And I said, okay, well, let me get my healers together. And we decided to take a full week and we traveled up and down the East Coast and we interviewed all of these people and created three documentaries out of it. And, um, and then we took a little break and Michael said, hey, we have to reconnect with our audience. I think I want you to become a podcast host. And I was like, are you kidding me? I don't know how to podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. He's like, we need to do this. And I was like, okay, whatever you say, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I guess I can do it. I interview people for a living. Yeah. So, uh, so we created the Path 11 podcast, and we've done over 250 interviews. I've spoken to so many leading-edge explorers of consciousness, you know, best-selling authors in the field of, like, healing, Um And then uh, just this past year, we've been doing a lot of filming since 2008. And we decided, you know what, why don't we take all of the footage that we have and let's create a spiritual network. So it was actually just this morning. So I'm on a bit of like a spiritual high right now coming on your show. But we just launched Path 11 TV at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we had a medium, Suzanne Northrup, if if your guests have not heard of her, highly recommend her. Um, She came on and uh, she did a gallery reading for the people that purchased an annual subscription to Path 11 TV. And we just had a grand old time this morning. And so we created Path 11 TV to really help people like us who are, you know, awakening 
you find yourself on a spiritual path and then all of a sudden the world doesn't look the same. You have thousands and thousands of questions that have no answers to them and you're beginning to seek and research. And I feel like Mike and I have really done the research. We have sought out really good, credible people who are healers, scientists, physicists, um, people who have had near-death experiences, uh, people who have had traumatic grieving experiences, and have captured all of that on film to provide a, a network for people to have some of their questions answered about why we're here, you know, what's our purpose. Uh, a lot of people are afraid to die. You know, we're going through this pandemic right now, and I think it's really bringing up for a lot of people um, you know, fear and the unknown, and we've all lost a, a bit of control. So we are hoping that Path 11 TV is going to help people just kind of live a little bit easier and help them on their spiritual path. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. So now who is uh, Mike? I mentioned him in the intro, but um, who, Michael, who, how did you connect with Michael and who is he? Or who was he when you connected with him? Yeah, Mike, Michael Habernid, like, like I said in the beginning, he was the person that contacted me. He's a videographer, and um, right. he was working for a local cable uh, television station at the time, and he had his own background ah, in film and television. Where... Yeah, and he was the one that kind of experienced, you know, all of these deaths in one year, was doing research, and then he came oh. upon my website and uh, read about what Reiki was and then contacted me, and that's how we got together to work on Path 11 Productions. Ah, uh, perfect. Okay, I didn't get the part about the, ba- the background of what he was doing. I didn't quite get yeah. that. So, um, so this is part of his evolution, too, kind of more soul yeah. connecting and his growth and evolution um, that um, – to go more into this field. Um, what a synchronicity too. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. We, um, it's funny because we, once we met each other, I'll, I'll tell you some fun synchronicities. My mom had always okay. said to me, if, if you were a boy, I was going to name you Michael. And I was like, Oh, that's strange. Yeah. Right. You know, and then here I am meeting Michael and it turns out to be, you know, like one of my best friends and like a brother I never had. Uh, we're both born in the same month, same year, one week apart. We both have the same color. eyes. Um, we uh, lived 11 miles apart. And he is a life path 11. I'm a life path nine. And I was born at 1.11 p.m. So uh, the reason why we called our company Path 11 clearly was because we were both on this spiritual path. But we were experiencing the 11.11 phenomenon every time we went into the editing room. Um, and we were, you know, editing the films. We were driving to uh, get interviews. And our GPS would say, you'll arrive at 1.11 or 11.11. And we had so mm. many synchronicities with the number 11. And then we found out that, you know, the 11 is a pretty spiritual number. It's connected to the masters. Uh, we found out he was a life path 11. And that's how we decided to uh, come up with the name of Path 11 Productions. Wow. Divinely, galactically guided. Um, yeah, and 1111 is a very activation, a tune of activation number um, sets up synchronistic experiences and confirms them. So 
that's pretty powerful. So it sounds like you felt the magic right away. You felt like, okay, something's here. Yeah. I, you know, it just, it really felt like he had this vision and this idea. I had, you know, the organizational skills and a ton of resources for him, you know, to tap into. And then when we both put our strengths together, you know, we've been going at it, you know, ever since 2008 and it's just continuing to evolve, you know, making three documentaries. Um, The first one was called the path afterlife and we interviewed a bunch of people, you know, asking them about, you know, is there life after death? We had a woman that was killed. Well, not, she was legally pronounced dead. Um, She was struck by lightning, had a near death experience, came back to tell about it. Um, So once we kind of figured, yeah, we do believe that there's, you know, something after we leave the physical body, we made the second documentary called the path beyond the physical. And uh, that's, um, tends to be a fan favorite, right? Because a lot of people are trying to get out of these physical bodies and have out of body experiences. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we speak to William Buhlman in there, uh, Thomas Campbell, who is a retired NASA nuclear physicist and worked with Robert Monroe at the Monroe Institute, who helped to create the binaural beat technology was in there. Um, we interviewed a man by the name of Skip Atwater, who was the president at the time of the Monroe Institute. And he was in the military and a part of one of the classified uh, missions that our military had of training psychic spies. It's since been declassified. It was called uh, the Stargate Project or the Stargate Mission. Um, Mm -hmm. So that that second documentary is just loaded with a lot of fun stuff, and they really talk about how to elicit out-of-body experiences. Then the third film that we made was The Path Evolution, which really – I guess, highlights Thomas Campbell's theory of he believes that we are in a virtual simulation, you know, very much like a video game. We have, we're in these avatars, we're playing stuff out and he kind of goes into a very, yep. He goes into a deep, um, you know, theory of what he believes consciousness is all about. Okay. We have a um, question in the chat. From Tammy, sure. that what are you currently working on right now? Yeah, so currently we're working on we're working on Path Eleven TV. Um, if your listeners wanted to go to path11tv.com, actually um, we have a very special price going on right now because today was the launch of fifty nine dollars that people can purchase an annual subscription, um, and in in Path 11 TV, you'll find we have two years of the Afterlife Awareness Conference, um, which is a phenomenal conference. It costs like about four or $500 to attend in person. And there are brilliant speakers, uh, people that have had shared near-death experiences, uh, shamans um, who speak at that conference, a lot of academic people who are doing research. Uh, there was a great presentation uh, with a man who was doing research on psilocybin uh, and mushrooms Mm -hmm. and helping those who are at the end of life and help them to make that transition using that. So we are working on building a lot of content for path 11 TV. Um, We also have the path 11 podcast, which if you went to path 11 TV, if your listeners went there, they can actually see the videos that we do. We switched over to video to give during the pandemic, to give people something to watch 
So we have all of our podcast videos on there that are for free. You don't need the subscription there. Um, and then I've, I've interviewed a lot of people, um, you know, similar to yourself, similar to, you know, like who I was back in 2008, of healers who are really kind of on the ground, getting the work done, uh, trying to raise the consciousness of the world and doing just some beautiful stuff out there. And that segment is called conversations on the path. Um, we ha- we just have a lot of stuff. We have over 75 hours of content that people can watch all based on, you know, consciousness. We have uh, UFO information on there, stories of alien abductions, the paranormal healing. I mean, you name it and it's on there. So that's, that's kind of what we've been working on and the present moment. Mm, wonderful. So now you have, out of the Path of 11 Productions, you have the Path 11 podcast, and then you also have the Mindbenders podcast. So I'm understanding yeah. these are two different podcasts. Or these, okay, what, what's the difference between Path 11 podcast and then the Mindbenders? Yeah, great question. So the Path 11 podcast, I have a lot of authors, a lot of people who are writing books on spirituality. Um, I work with a lot of different, you know, publicists that are really trying to get these books, you know, out there and having their authors kind of introduced to our audience. So I interview a lot of authors, a lot of healers in the field and scientists. So that's kind of more specific to a lot of education about spirituality. And then the Mindbenders podcast is all about collecting stories from people that have tremendous synchronicities that really you can't, you can't explain it away. You can't call it a coincidence. And uh, Mindbenders actually was created out of a story um, from my dad. Um, I don't want to give the whole episode away, but my dad okay. is a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. All right. He was a hippie through and through, right? loves Jimi Hendrix. Uh, he lives out in Arizona. I live in New York. But every time I go out to visit him, there's always a story about Jimi Hendrix. There's music playing. And um, mm. a few years ago, my dad just wasn't feeling all that well. And he went out to go wash his car. And uh, two girls kind of stopped by. They were selling magazines. And he happened to meet Jimi Hendrix's granddaughter. But the story is, like, unbelievable. Oh, and my god! It was, like, yeah, it was like a tr- literally like my mind was bent. He texted me, said, you're never going to believe who I just met. And I was thinking, oh, maybe one of like the NBA players of the Phoenix Suns, you know, he's a huge fan there. And he was like, I just met Jimi Hendrix's granddaughter. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. So I called him up right away. He told me the story. My dad's a great storyteller. And I was like, dad, this is, and it like changed his life. You know, it really lifted his spirits during a time when he really was not doing well. Um, he, he, we later found out that he had a strep infection in his bloodstream and he really thought he was going to die. He really thought he was close to dying. Oh. And so it just really lifted his spirits and when I sat back and, you know, I believe a lot in synchronicities. I don't think that there, you know, are any coincidences whatsoever. And I was like, dad, this story has to be told. So he was like, sure, you can record me. I'll come on a podcast. And then I, you know, after I heard my dad's story, I'm like, I want to hear more stories like this because I feel like people in the world need to feel inspired. And really when you hear a story like that, you just trust and know that there is a divine and higher intelligence that is working very hard for all of us. And so we are looking actually for more people to call into our show 
Um, they can email me, April at Path 11 Productions, or they can go to path11productions.com. We have our telephone number on there. And you can call in and let me know of a really, you know, interesting synchronistic story that happened in, in their life. But it has to beat my dad. So you have to listen to the first episode. We have a couple of other people that have called in, and we've had them recorded. We've just been pretty busy with Path 11 TV, so we haven't put the other episodes out yet. But they can't just be like, oh, you know, this, 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 this happened, and then I saw, you know, 222. It has to be, there's so many of those coincidences, you know, or synchronicities that right. happen in our lives, but it has to be something that's pretty mind, mind-bending, you know. It has to make me go, yeah. whoa, you know. Um, because I, I do think that all of those little signs are very helpful to remind us that we're on the right path, but it really needs to be something a little outrageous in order to make the show. So we're being very selective, um, but we would love to hear from any of your listeners if they have any, you know, great stories of just synchronicities that will make people go like, oh my God, how, how did that happen? So anyone, yeah. So your intention, your focus, would, uh, oh, by the way, are you still doing your, pri- you're not in private practice anymore then, I would take it. Oh, no, still... yes, I am. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You I'm are. still okay. doing my own private okay. practice. Yep. Oh, good. Okay. So how does that inform, do you, do you feel that both kind of inform each other or blend into each other? And if so, how? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I constantly am looking to learn. So I feel just like an active student. I mean, my podcast guests have taught me so much. I mean, I literally read anywhere from two to three books a week. I've immersed myself 2008 in spirituality and healing and consciousness. It's definitely made me um, a much more tuned in practitioner when it comes to being able to read people's energy um, to help facilitate the healing. I mean, it's not really me that's doing the healing but it's allowed me to fine tune my body. Like you talked earlier with one of your guests about meditating, how important that is. Mm -hmm. My meditation practice has deepened, um, you know, my ability to understand energy, to see and feel energy and to assist people on all levels of the mind, body and soul has greatly just improved through learning what I've learned and researching what I've learned through path 11 productions. And you know, all of my clients, I feel like now I have a podcast for every client. You know, my clients will come in. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I have the perfect podcast. I have the perfect book. Listen to this podcast and go read their book. Um, so it's kind of acted as a library for my clients and a resource for everyone. So, yeah, I'm still actively uh, doing healing work. And um, the therapy work has kind of evolved over time. I, I really do more of the energy work, but everybody still mm-hmm. gets my clinical expertise you know, of, of that training in that world that I was in for about 20 years. Yeah. Nice combo. It's, it's good when you can bring, when there's a lot of wisdom and study and um, life experience, you know, you bring all of that, um, which is nice. One of my teachers used to say, you get, depending on the level of the teachers, that's the consciousness you're getting, you know, if they're still working on themselves and what they studied and trained in that wisdom gets passed on. So that's, Pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Powerful that you're offering that. Um, what do you feel or think your biggest, or maybe there's, I'm sure there's many learning lessons or what you, what, learning lessons, but also what you see as important now from being on this 
path that you're now on, um, including starting the podcast and the company, um, Path 11 Productions. Anything that stands out that you learned and anything that you see is now essential, to use kind of the current buzzword in our, in our world, our zeitgeist. Yeah, I, I think, you know, as all of us, as we are learning just to become better human beings each and every day, I think what it all comes back to with so many different people that I have talked to, that I've studied, the books that I've read, it's really trying to return yourself back to the vibration of love, uh, offering kindness mm. and being of service. And I think that's hard work. <laughs> And I, I work at that every single day, you know, working on, uh, you know, I really like the concept of Eckhart Tolle when he talks about the pain body, you know, and understanding our pain bodies and the way that the ego kind of interacts with that and trying to be more of the observer of life and not getting so engaged in all of these high intense emotions. I do a lot of teaching around that. And ultimately, you know, it's like when we can begin to strip parts of our ego away, become quieter, become more still, uh, become more of these observers and move into the space of love and compassion and service, that is what I feel, you know, allows us to live more of a life of peace. And I think that's, mm. that's what's important, you know, helping people just reduce the amount of anxiety, anger, frustration, and fear, you know, that they have in their life. And if we can begin to work on that and help people to move more towards the vibration of love and stillness and kindness, then I think the world, you know, will continue to be, you know, a better place for all of us to want to live in. Mm-hmm. And now one question I always like to ask our guests um, if it applies, because is that how did you listen? How did you know what synchronicities to follow through on or what the message that was being revealed? Because so many people that listen are in a place where they're bridging the old and the new or they're bridging to something else or they're in a transitional job or lifestyle and they, they are they're wanting to or are co-creating what is more in alignment with their soul and more fulfilling and which requires a little bit of self-trust or trust in spirit, both um, and answering some kind of call that soul call, I call it and, and following through. And just, if you don't mind sharing a bit of your process as well as insight and wisdom on this. Yeah, I think, you know, listening is a big key. Like you said to some of your listeners that have called in, I I truly think that even though they're calling into your show and they're asking you these questions, they already know, you know, and I think you're guiding them back to helping them trust their intuition. Like the one lady that wasn't sure if she should travel during COVID or not, or if she should go to that Mm -hmm. self-help, you know, thing. It's like, we really, if you sit and you're quiet, you already know. But you have to surrender. So I I did some listening and I surrendered and let go Mm -hmm. of control, thinking that I knew what was best and surrendered to, you know, the higher consciousness, uh, the the divine intelligence. And then I really had to release a lot of fear that I had because when you begin to listen and trust, you kind of think you're going crazy. You're like, why Mm -hmm. would I do this? 
my soul is telling me this, like, this does not sound rational. And, um, and when you begin to live more of a soul centered life, the soul takes charge and you just say, okay, I'll go, I'll do it. And when I started to do that, I was receiving much more validation and signs, I guess you could say from the universe that said, way to go kid. You know, you're on the right track. And when I would get that validation, when it would be returned back to me from the universe, that just gave me more courage. And I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. I am going to follow this voice. This is what I'm going to do. And it's a constant surrendering, though, because our fear wants to bring us back to what we know. It wants us Mm. to kind of do what we feel comfortable in doing. And usually kind of know you're on the right track if you are shaking in your boots. I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so much of the ego is what it's done before, what it knows. It's very formulaic. And when you work more soul-centered or soul-connected, it's it's not, it's my experience, been very formulaic. I mean, there's There's processes or beginning formulas, but then it's like you're in the wilderness. You know, you're in, it's, it's growing, it's, it's alive. Um, it was just beyond the formula of our thinking and thought process cognitively, right? Which is where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but wouldn't you say, Michelle, if you were to look back on your life, even though at the time you maybe were not able to understand the formula, that you could clearly see that there is some sort of formula that happens because you're like, oh, yeah, okay, this broke down to my life because of this, and this brought me here, and that brought me here. The time, we, it doesn't, Absolutely. it just can feel chaotic. But I think there is some sort yeah. of formula that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the formula that gets you in there, and then it's, I, I explained it to someone the other day, actually in session, and I was saying, it's like when you can't remember the street signs and you're going somewhere, but you remember the landmarks. There's a presence, mm-hmm. a feeling. So there is that inner yeah. map, um, I think, that we, we wake up to. So you may not cognitively, you may not be able to, oh, I know it's this street, it's this name. But then when you're driving, you go, oh, it's this way. And if, if I don't know if you've ever been had this happen. People go, oh, how do you know it's, I just know. Or I remember that, you know, whatever it is. I remember that building there or whatever, that tree, something about that tree. I know that I'm on the right path. Um, so, yeah, I think if people can kind of see that it, there is a map or formula, but not in the way that you might think with the rational or surface mind. Um, right. White Kelly says, I love it. If you're shaking in your boots, it's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's meant to be alive. I mean, sometimes what we interpret as fear is, is anticipation is excitement, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it, 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 it may not be kind of that, Heavy, heavy fear. Oh, so um, let us know what you're launching. Um, now, what did you launch? You launched something today, right? Yes, that's the uh, spirituality channel that we have, the network, Path 11 TV. Uh-huh. Okay. Zach, I want to say congratulations. Yes, thank you. So that's thank on you. there. So all of this is uh, are available on path11tv.com. Now, what about the Mind Benders podcast if people want to submit their story? Is that also there as well? 
Uh, that they can go to our main site, which is path11productions.com. There's a Mindbenders okay. tab. There's a, they can also go to mindbenders.com, uh, or they can email me, april at path11productions. And uh, they can also, the, our phone number is also on path11productions.com on the contact page. You can fill out a form. You can email the story in. You can call the story in. And, uh, and if we think that it's going to bend people's minds, we'll select that story. And uh, if people would like to follow our podcast, it's path11podcast.com. And, of course, we have apps for that uh, in the, for Android and Apple iPhones. You can go to your app store and you can download the app for the Path 11 podcast. Perfect. Well, April, thanks for taking the time to be on the program and sharing all that you shared, your wisdom and insights, and uh, congratulations on your launch. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. Take care. care. Be in touch. Much peace. Tammy in the chat, what great sharing today. I thank you, Michelle, in April. Yes, create a great day, everyone. Beautiful, beautifully put, Tammy. Yes, create a great day, everyone. I love that. We do co-create it individually and together. Um, all right, everyone. Our guest was April Hanna. You can find out more information by going to path11productions.com. That's the main way to connect with her. Um, if you would like to connect with me further, soulplayground.life uh, is one way. Also on YouTube, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache. And also say hi to me on Instagram. Come and connect with me there. Love to talk further with you, connect further with you, um, as well as also on Patreon if you want to do some deep diving into spiritualism and metaphysics. Oh, always great to connect with all of you. Thank you all for co-creating this experience with me. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?